We're Not Dead, a podcast about a story of survival. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of We're Not Dead, the official community podcast for We're Live. I am your host, Brittany Brombacher, and I am joined by the lovely and gorgeous Nick Voodoo. What's shaking? Oh, that's a new one. I'm yeah. always looking forward to your in, your introductions, Nick. Well, that's that's good. That makes that's the only um, reason I do that this podcast. That makes one person one. Yes. Okay, maybe me. two. I'm one and a half. I'm slightly excited every time I do one. One out of like all five of our listeners. Yeah. And we also have the gorgeous and sexy Beesball. Zdravstvoitya. What? I had to one up Nick. If you speak <laughs> Russian, you'll know what I said. <laughs> also, uh, Nick has a malinky papishka. Did you say he's a small dick? Uh, yes. Did you really? Yeah, actually, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I must be like ten percent Russian or something. Maybe papishka just kind of sounds like dick. So. Oh, okay, sweet. Um, he, yeah, I wish I could speak a foreign language well enough to say, like, you have a small penis in, like, French. I know how to say the word penis in French. I know how to say the word small in French, but I don't know how to make the bees you have a work. See, so you, so, might, have, you might have a malinky papishka, but maybe you have bosho yablakas. So that's, that's a good thing. Big balls. Well, big apples, actually. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, did you just say I have big breasts? No, apples. Apple, well, apple bottoms. Like, are apples, like, okay, apples as a fruit, is that relative to the balls or the boobs? Well, it depends if you're a male or, or a female, and I, I know, hope but Nick's like, a male. When you say jugs, that's always relative to boobs. You don't think of it as, like, balls. Okay, whatever. This podcast is already like a sour taste <laughs> in my Look, mouth. All I wanted to say was dervas doita. Whatever. And, you like, st- you you didn't, st- uh, it's a slippery slope, bees ball. I'm just trying so many... to show my voice acting skills for Casey, so that way, you know, when he needs a Russian character, I, I <laughs> I'll be happy to help, you know? I can spark the Russian. God. I think okay. it's about time that we uh, put one of those video game sound effects in here and press the reset button. Jerk. <laughs> maybe we maybe we have the sound of like blowing into an old Nintendo cartridge just to reset the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To, like, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Keep going. So, Bees, I wanted Bees, you know, as you guys may or may not know, Bees is the one that edits the podcast for you and makes them very like, nice and pretty every week. And so Bees and Jenna kind of have like a little thing going on. And Jenna is the person we interviewed last week and she is scratched and da da da. So Bees, tell us how that made you feel listening to that interview. Especially when she was like, Bees, you better start running. I have very mixed feelings. As Uh-oh. I said, I, I, I said in the last podcast, I either scowled or smiled, but I'm pretty sure I somehow I managed to do both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> did it break your face? It did break my face, actually. Uh, it's still stuck that way, and um, that's why this isn't a video podcast. So No shit. You mean my mom didn't lie to me when she said your face will stick like that? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that coming. Um, no, it was it was cool. It was, I mean, I still hate that line, and Jenna, uh, no, Scratch, I still hate you a lot. <laughs> I still hate but for Jenna. The I was going to say, wait, wait, dude, dude, calm down. What's wrong with Jenna? She's the sweetest person ever. Come on now. That's why I said, that's here. why I started to say Jenna, and then I changed it to Scratch. Jenna's I know, awesome. there, was, there was such a long delay, and I was like, ah, ah <laughs> slow your roll. <laughs> well, I'll edit that out then. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Jenna, you're great, and um, yeah, but your that line was still stupid. 
in case they still were you for for writing that line. So there, huh? <laughs> you said it. Okay, nicely done. Uh, so there was that, and we have a super duper awesome, exciting announcement to make. You guys ready for this? No, oh, I'm always ready. Oh bees! I'm ready now. You. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Casey Whalen, the creator of Weird Life, and Blair Byhower, the voice of Lizzie, are engaged to be married. Oh. Yay! <laughs> really exciting. Super duper congrats. I'm actually visiting those guys next weekend. We're going to go to Disneyland and do some other fun stuff. So I'm really excited to see them as like an engaged couple. And yeah. Yay! Go team! Woo! Go team! And there's a video posted of it on the forum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can see the actual proposal, and it was what? so really? cute. Where? Yeah, really. Yeah, wait till like, after the podcast, bees. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I can't no. wait to call her Blair Wayland. Blair Wayland, <laughs> that's such an awesome name. Yeah, I know. You can watch the video. I think I think Blair does improv, and I think she might. I don't know what they what you call improv groups, whatever. And so Casey decided. What well, I don't freaking know how you actors deal your with your shit. But anyway, so um, Casey did it for a night, and then that's when he popped the question. And I think it was the wives and girlfriends show. Yep. And so it was really relevant, and it was super cute. And my eyes may or may not have gotten some dust in them, which caused tears to fall. But <laughs> <laughs> to fall. <laughs> it was such a girl moment. I was really ashamed of myself at that time. I was like, "What the heck?" Because you're not. You're allowed one like every month, right? A womanly moment every month, yeah. I see where you're going with that. Actually, you know what? I didn't even mean it that way, but now that I said it, oh, dude, really? I went with that joke? That's terrible. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, dear. We, oh, this is a dirty podcast. Okay, so yeah, there's Meet that. That's really exciting. Um, they're going to have many, like, we're alive spawn, and it's going to be cute. Ew. They're going to give birth to little ones? With sharp Quit using claws. the word spawn. <laughs> I only use... Okay, listeners, I use the word spawn because bees absolutely hates it. And it's... I mean, that's what it is. It's a spawn of you. Okay, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> b- before we go into the recap for 28.1, I'm just going to let everybody know that I had an enormous burrito for lunch today. Like, I'll literally, it was the size of, of my forearm and, like, the meatiest part of my forearm. And therefore, I am in some serious pain right now. I didn't know my stomach was capable of holding that much food, but it is apparently... I'm going to totally take out the part where you say burrito and put something else there. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> I'm in such pain. So, what? So pain. <laughs> I didn't know my stomach was capable of holding that. Okay. PG-13. PG-13, kids. Okay. So anyway, I haven't really been in the like ideal mindset nor physical what set, whatever you want to call it, to make a recap of 28 one. So Nick, Bees, and I are going to, like, rack our brains, put, like, a brief little recap together for you, and we have, like, three pages of forum posts to go through people's reactions and whatnot. So we'll start with that. Nick, start us off, please. We sat for a little while after CJ was done talking and looked over her notes and what she knew about Kalani. She didn't have a whole hell of a lot, and I guess neither did we. We continued trying to put the pieces together, but there were a lot of holes still. All right, so... 28-1, the last dying breath starts off with uh, Saul and uh, CJ and Victor in the tower trying to go through the notes and figure out if there's any more information to be had, but there's not because CJ only knows up until the point that her tower was attacked and everyone went away. So then the story transfers to Kalani at... Uh, I'm sorry, it does not transfer to Kalani at the tower. It goes to Fort Irwin first, where Michael has stopped Gee, reading... get it right, Nick. You're, you're pulling a bees here. <laughs> no, because I listened to the podcast. 
Okay. <laughs> go right ahead. You're so much better than me today. Go oh, right listeners, ahead. I'm oh, so sorry. To, it goes to Forder we're in, and then um, and Michael plays a, a little ditty, and um, they they have a jig and get drunk, <laughs> and then it cuts to Kalani, and he killed someone, and that's dude, the you end better, of the <laughs> dude, dude, just start running. <laughs> Cut. What? You gonna stop there? Yeah. Come on. No, no, no. I was just seeing how long this journal goes when he stopped. We'll get there. Keep reading. You better or I'll pry the damn thing out of your hands. You think he was goes to Michael. Michael flips through the journal to see how much longer uh, how much longer Kalani's story goes. Uh, and everyone starts yelling at him to get back to the damn story. And that'll be it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So we go back in time. <laughs> to the scene where we have the vote on the party back in late chapter 11. Uh, so you hear that entire scene over again. Uh, then after everyone disperses and they're going to have the party, it's all great and grand. Uh, there's a new scene between uh, Lizzie and Kalani Lizzie, right? where Kalani uh, starts to sort of interrogate her to figure out more information about her, your name, and what do you do, and all this other sort of stuff. And he's writing it down, claiming that he's really bad at remembering names and this is going to help him. And he comments, oh, you're the therapist. And, and you're the therapist? Immediately Lizzie starts uh, to get a little wary of it because she wants to know, to know why do you need to know that. Oh, because I just went through this horrible thing at the, t- at the arena and I might need to talk to a therapist, you know, keep it on the down low. Um, he says he feels a little constricted, so he decides he's going to go upstairs and get some air at the garden. He goes upstairs and he catches Bill. Oh, Bill. Who remembers Bill? Barely. I remember cucumber Bill. Bill. Every time I see cucumbers, I think of Bill. <laughs> you really? <laughs> that was, I that, do. They, they had the little cameo for cucumbers, too. Anyway, um, so he catches Bill as he's closing the elevator door, which, uh, if you remember, that's where we found all of our ammo and some of our foodstuffs uh, towards the end of Chapter 12. No, I'm sorry. The uh, middle of 13. Sorry, 12 was the where we had to leave the tower. So that's where we found all the stuff. We have now have confirmed that Bill was definitely the thief, and he stole a bunch of stuff from everyone downstairs. Not too much. I have guard duty later. They roped you into that, huh? I told him, hell no. This will make it go by faster. For a minute there, I thought you might have run schooling downstairs to that sergeant. No, that's not my style. I don't even want to think what they would do if they found out. They're full on nuts. Can't even grow cucumbers. <laughs> uh, Kalani and Bill then proceed to have a conversation about how fucked up everyone is downstairs and how Bill didn't even know that uh, they had let a zombie in until someone came up and asked, Hey, have you seen a zombie up here? I didn't even know until one of them come up and asked me if I'd seen any zombies. <laughs> they both uh, commiserate Seriously. amongst the stupidity and the, ma- the machismo of the guys downstairs and how much Bill wants them out, but he is basically just going to let them go. Kalani tells Bill about the party and says, You should probably come. And they strike up a deal between themselves where Kalani's not going to rat him out for stealing all this stuff if uh, Bill goes to the party and if he gives him a gun, which I think is pretty much the important points of that conversation, unless I miss something. Uh, people listen to the show, so they know what happened. We're just recapping it. It's all yeah. gravy. You all know, right. listening back to it, 
and listening to like Bill's argument, Bill and Kalani argue about like all these dumb things they've kind of done. You can almost kind of empathize with them, particularly Bill. Like these idiots downstairs, like just hole up in my place, and they're like doing all these stupid things, and they can't keep control of anything. Yeah, I mean, he certainly has you know pretty valid points. I mean, they're yeah. obviously like extenuating circumstances to said points. Like if he was downstairs in the guard room, he may very, very well have made the exact same mistake that uh, Paul did and let the one with the markings in or pinstripe suit or well, whatever we're calling this Well, from his perspective, there never would have been a guard room. There probably wouldn't have been anybody searching in his place anyway because it would just be him at the very top with it all shut up. True. No, true. I'm just saying, like, if he was if he was part of the community and he was understanding right, what absolutely. was going on, yeah. then, you know, he could very well have made the same mistakes, too. But, of course, he's aloof and has no idea of really what's going on. Although, uh, there's also the point where uh, apparently Lizzie had come up and said, hey, do you want to come down and sweat with us after he had had his blood poisoning episode? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I can uh, imagine how disinterested he would be in really getting to know or help or participate with anything going on downstairs. Right. I mean, if, if I were in Bill's position, I would probably react pretty similarly. I mean, just these idiots that I don't know are, like, playing Three Stooges downstairs, you know? You want right. to try to, like, immerse yourself with them? You would just kind of be a loner? Oh, no. It depends how hot Lizzie is. Oh, she's pretty <laughs> hot. I'm just saying. So we find out Bill has a stash of weapons, too, right? Yeah, he's got. Um, well, we we already knew that he had his shotgun because uh, Bert repaired it and gave it back to him and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And then he. But I guess had... the more important thing is Kalani now knows. And blah, blah, blah. Right. So Kalani okay. now knows, and then he Black Kalani meal. goes back down to his shift at the guard room. Kelly. Uh, not knowing what he was going to do or why he was doing it, but just knowing he was going to do it. Boy, she wanted me bad. And I'm sure it would have been an easy lay, but I had other things to do. That son of a bitch! That's what it says. I'm not making it up. Just keep going. That doesn't matter. No, not just that. He used me! Uh, and then has an interaction with Kelly, and um, she's apparently all up on him. And he says because... she could have been an easy lay. Hey! Is what <laughs> Kelly says afterwards oh, yeah. and interrupts the story and Michael says well it's what he wrote sorry dude <laughs> uh, and then Kalani switches the channel of the radio to 18 which sounds vaguely familiar if you remember correctly dun 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 dun, 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 dun. and he calls the Maulers who then tell him uh, get some information out of him and he passes off all the information which I thought was kind of weird that she didn't play scratch didn't play her hand really like, she obviously knows who Angel is. She knows who Michael is. She knows who Saul is. She knows who these people are. She definitely knows Bert, the old man, because, mm -hmm. you know, he showed her up very quickly in their yes. first interaction. Um, but it, it was odd to me that she didn't really reveal that much. You figure that you would have at least heard, like, the little tinge of excitement of, you're there? Oh, oh. that's interesting. You're there. Hmm. Yeah. But I didn't hear any, like, tinge of that in her voice personally. Maybe someone else did, and I'm mistaken. When, when I was listening to it, for some reason, it, it almost sounded like she was preoccupied with something else. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she was, like, slaying someone or, like, torturing yeah. them or tying not. Them yeah, I'm something. not saying that that's the case. It just, for some reason, it sounded like she was distracted to me. Well, you know, it's very distracting when you're hitting someone with a car battery on their nipples to, to <laughs> be able to cause <laughs> their nipples oh, over. Oh, that's a nice mental nipples. image. Oh, dear. Didn't you ever watch Lethal Weapon? Come on. No. I did really? not. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. Anyway. That that happens to, to, to Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon. 
Oh, that's that's attractive. <laughs> so anyway, Kalani contacts the Maulers. He gives them a bunch of information. Uh, she says that uh, we'll be there in like two, three days. And Kalani says, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. They're having a party tonight. And I've made sure they can't get to their ammo, which is why he struck the deal with Bill, was to make sure that ammo stayed up there so they couldn't find it so they'd have limited resources when they were when the Maulers arrived. Um, so then we get an awesome kick-ass motherfuck montage of the war. That gave me chills. That was so well done. So we got a recap from... I'm sorry. We missed something really awesome and important to this. Oh, yeah, we did. We missed something horribly important. Yeah. Scratch tells uh, Kalani, if asks him if he has access to a gun. You have access to a gun? Yes. When we get there, watch. When you see someone waving a torch, you fire at the ground. What? Why? Motivation. Don't argue. Motivation. And now we know Kalani not only was in collusion with... And not only was Kalani in collusion with uh, Bill, the thief, Mm -hmm. he's the person that called the Maulers. He -hmm. is the person that took the shot that started the war. And then after we have the whole recap, we also learn Kalani's the person that shot Pippin. Yes. Because... In the radio. He had hoped that the Mullers were going to think that he was dead after the fact, after the war, if he didn't contact them. And then he was just going to be resigned to um, to to try and find a way to get to Hannah in terms of helicopters and all that stuff. And then when Pippin showed up, he knew exactly what was what he had to do. And he was down in the parking garage with Datu and says, hey, I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to tell Michael that we're leaving. And he turns the car on and starts playing a CD. And Datu says, oh, I love that song. I knew you love that. Well played. I knew you love that song, or I know you love that song, is what he wrote. So Kalani plays Datu, the master manipulator. Mm-hmm. King Datu the resourceful has lost his resources. Um, oh. Kalani goes upstairs, talks to Michael. We've already heard that part, and then he takes the trip downstairs. He clips the wire right outside the guardroom. Angel runs out like the monkey that he is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wraith, I had to. No, he runs away because that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to go find out what the alarm is all about. Mm-hmm. Kalani comes in. He shoots Pippin, picks up his brass, shoots the radio, picks up that brass, and runs downstairs while everyone's screaming. He was gone for a grand total of an extra 50 seconds on his trip, and he's on the way down and out with Datu. And that's where it ends. And then yeah, that's and it. Yeah, and so Datu vouched for Kalani, right? He yes, what ended him. up happening was because... How is Datu to know how long that conversation took? Right. From the point that Kalani leaves, he goes upstairs. As long as Michael vouches for the fact that he got there, you know, that time difference, how are you going to account for it? Yeah. So, all in all, you know, we found out Bill, Kalani knew Bill hid the shit. He thought Kelly was an easy lay, scratched one of the shot taken, and he killed Pippin. All right. That was a pretty information-filled episode, I would say. (laughs) It was. Yeah. Definitely was. So, thank you very much, sir, for that wonderful recap. Yeah, we'll call it wonderful. We'll, we'll call it. We'll call it wonderful. So, we have many reactions regarding Kalani is the rat. Now, first of all, I want to know what you guys think. Please. Oh, I can give you my reaction. I was already wanting to. I am so proud of Kalani's character. Like, not necessarily what he's doing, because he, he probably isn't doing necessarily the things the Paragon way. <laughs> <laughs> but... Man, is he is he the most interesting character in the entire story, or is that just me? 
No, I think he's very he's, interesting. He's definitely the most complex. That's for damn sure. He's he's so complex. He is he's a linchpin in so many ways. I didn't pay as a lazy fat person that like had no like I just knew he was a jerk. And it's so funny to go back and think about how I used to perceive Kalani. You know, I used to hate Kalani, so annoyed with him. And right. now that we know like his full story and it's gone for full circle, it's like okay, you're a lot more interesting than I gave you credit for, dude. You weren't just a prick. Yeah, I mean, he had so many reasons for being that way. Mm-hmm. He's just a deep character, and his story, to me, is the most complex and interesting of all of them. I feel like he could have his own movie. It could be like Taken, but with Kalani. Yeah, and as I've always said, he's my favorite actor, so, I mean, it's just top-notch all around. Yes. Anyway, okay. that's that's my reaction. I, I love Kalani. I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked him before he was cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, nice. Yeah, that is that is definitely true. You definitely were on the Kalani bandwagon before everyone else. Um, I again, I I didn't like the idea that uh, Kalani was the rat because I didn't like that idea. I wanted it to be someone alive. Now that being said, the way that this has played out, I'm I've I've come to terms with the fact that I was exceptionally wrong. Well, it's it's fine because he's been the star of the past few episodes. Like, right. we got to hear it, so. So it, it, it makes was, such a big difference. Yeah, and being able to hear it instead of and have a first-hand account of it as opposed to, uh, you know, someone coming forward and saying, oh, I knew this and I knew that, and they piece it together themselves. I'm like, oh, Kalani was the person. No, this was, you know, a first-hand account of it. Obviously, Hannah made this a, a much more compelling situation. I feel like everything just, like, came full circle and it just worked out perfectly. Like, it makes so much sense now, and I can't wait to go back and re-listen to all the episodes with Kalani, just knowing what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it's like listening to a new podcast, in a sense, because you're like, aha! It's like going, yeah, it's like going back and watching, uh, say, The Usual Suspects, to catch mm-hmm. all those little things you may or may not have seen before, mm-hmm. right. knowing what you know now at the end. And I'm not saying it because even though it's 25 years old or however old that movie is I don't want to be the spoiler for that so I'm Good, not going to Good. What? I, I have issues dude I don't watch oh many films and anyway, TV shows it, and whatever go watch It just one. provides a lot of insight and yeah. that's, that's also I, I hate to uh, you know pump Casey up but it's definitely a, a sign of good writing uh, oh yeah, it's sorry. you know it's like going. I remember when I first you know listened to Kalani. How many I don't know how long ago that was, but it feels like it was centuries ago. And just knowing that he's had this whole like mastermind, and I know this is a common thing for writers to do, but to me it still blows my mind. Like all from a keyboard, it's like he's had this plan for so long, and like it feels like it's taken us forever to get to this finally revelation. But Casey's had this in his mind the whole time, so it's just one of those things for him to keep quiet about it. I don't know how he does it. I'm just saying restraint. <laughs> no, it's just like. God, whatever. I'm not going to kiss his ass anymore. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I'll make sure I tear him down next week when I see him. All right. We have some forum reactions regarding Kalani is the rat. Not Infected says, I have to say that I was convinced all along that Kalani was the rat and that the rat was the shooter. This is how lame I am, though. As we got closer to the point of no return, I kept hoping against hope that he wasn't and that he didn't. Casey did an amazing job of making Kalani sympathetic and his motivations clear. Good work. Sad story. Goodbye, Kalani. Mm. Hardcore says, all right, first of all, now hate Kalani. I hate Kalani for doing what he did, but I fully understand why he did it, and I sympathize. Damn you, Casey, for making me see both sides. That Richard God kid. forbid. 
I know. That Richard kid knew it was him. I knew it. What a jerk. I told my cousin who <laughs> I told my cousin jerk. who got me started on this podcast that it was Kalani, but I still can't believe he did all of that. He outsmarted all of them. And I'm pretty sure Kalani is going to be alive and then they picked him up when the tower was destroyed. I know he is with Scratch right now. Ugh, I'm so frustrated. <laughs> no, I, I'm happy to inform you that he will be dead. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah it's, Todd, a, it's a plane crash. It's a plane yeah. crash. You don't yeah. walk away from well, He survived from one already. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, he true. survived a rough landing. That's not so much a crash. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Just joking. Okay, Todd is dead. Part of me has to admit a slight feeling of disappointment at hearing the entire thing all laid out in front of us, mainly the fact that most of the Kalani that is the rat theories were just for the most part true. I'm certainly not upset by the writing. It was just really quite awesome, and I'm glad the rat storyline can, for the most part, be put to bed. It's just, I don't know, I guess I secretly hoped for more. Um, right, and, and that's you know that's what I was subscribing to, like, because again, let's go. You know, Todd is that is the the crackpot theory guru of the forum. So if you haven't, if you have like the most outlandish idea, go to the forum, talk to Todd. He'll love it. Um, but that's you know the stuff that I was subscribing to. My first theory of the rat, it was Datu, because what just happened to Datu when we have the war? Datu has just lost the the new love of his life. He was traumatized. We didn't see him during the war. And what, and sort of the same thing where we were talking about what changed with Kalani and why he, what would force him to suicide himself with the helicopter. That girl was killed. And it was the same sort of concept with, um, with Datu in the war. What has changed in the tower at that point? There's two things that have changed. There's Kalani has been added and there's Datu who's superbly depressed. And, right. you know, this, the idea of like suicide by cop where you don't want to kill yourself, so you shoot at a cop to make him do it for you. That kind of thing. So that's the theory that I was pulling for with Datu, was like, he wanted to die, and so he, he prompted the war with the Maulers. And I thought that was a really cool, intriguing idea. He met the love of his life for ten minutes, and then that was it. I think some people were thinking that the revelation of the rat and the shooter was going to be like the, one of the big climaxes. You know, yeah, sense. But yeah, to yeah. me, I feel like this was just like a little, like, tremor like a little like aftershock well, if you right will. but the the big climax part would be if it was like kelly or riley or exactly someone so alive I, that was still with them and then all of a sudden you know you have some sort of like mexican standoff like the classic movie mexican standoff and then all of a sudden you know it's like the close in shot of michael and a barrel of gun comes to his head and you realize it's Kelly or it's Riley holding it there. It's like, sorry, and it like tilts the whole situation away. Casey has something else in store, obviously it's gonna like blow our minds. Yeah. Probably. But yeah, I from from ever since he he said my Hannah, you know, back when he was about to crash, um I kind of assumed that it was like the Occam's razor kind of thing where it's the simplest explanation is yep. going to be the correct one. So yeah. I mean, I in the back of my mind, you know, these other theories, you know, they had a hint of, I don't know. Uh, it was pretty much anyone's game at that point. Yeah, it was anyone's sense, game, yeah. but it, it still was fairly obvious that it was most likely going to be Kalani. And um, I'm just glad that he was able to, to make it that, the simplest ex- explanation, but also make it wildly entertaining and and right. really well written. So Agreed. And again, compliments to KC that we all had the evidence and the general basic theory right in front of us. Kalani's the rat. He's the thing that's changed in the tower. Everything goes to shit as soon as he gets there. No one likes yeah. him. But still, you know, there there's 
Kelly could be the rat because she we planted those seeds earlier. Uh, Riley could be the rat. Uh, Peg's okay. Peg couldn't be the rat, but <laughs> yeah, he gave he gave everyone a reason. Everyone, uh, however small it was, to yes. be a rat and to to make you doubt. You know, even, the obvious choice. Even people that we hadn't even met at that point by name. Steven had a lot of supporters as the rat because he was a douchebag and no one liked I him. I never thought he would be the rat. Yeah, that wouldn't have ever. been very exciting. I, yeah, but... Exactly. I, like, I, I don't agree, but there were there was plenty of people on the forum and on uh, Facebook that I saw that was like, man, I just know Steven is the rat. Um, you know, everyone in the tower, barring like two or three solid people like Bert and Michael, I, I guess the old guy, um... They all had ways that they could have been the rat. Casey, you suck. You're terrible. <laughs> there. I, I tried to bring him back down to earth a little bit. Wow, I'm a dick. No, I'm just kidding. I love Casey. Okay. Dude, he's on cloud nine. You're not taking him down. <laughs> all right. We have a few more. Um, Wheat says, listen to this twice yesterday, which I found difficult as I'm really tired of the side story of betrayal. I'm very happy to see it come to a close. Want to see some more zombies. Everybody even kind of said the same thing. Awkward Alex. I can, I can see that. I'm, Awkward I'm Alex said, um, I'm feeding over the fact that Klein didn't even ask for proof that Hannah was alive before riding out the tower. Wait, how is she? Is she alright? She okay? Can I talk to her? Hello? Hello? God damn it. What am I doing? Well, and then we have a really like, this one's kind of funny. This comes from Ray. I don't care what Kalani's motivations were. He got what he deserved. He should have suffered for what he did. <laughs> Saving everyone by flying the helicopter into the rig coming out of the tower was noble, but he deserved to die. He's completely responsible for everyone that died in the tower since the Maulers showed up. Everyone's blood is on his hands, his and Bill's hands. Bill deserved to die as well. Had their treachery been known before, now I would have shot them both. Yeah. Shoved them out the door and shot them in the back. But they were red shirts, so they had it coming anyway. In my mind, they neither can be either. They can never, ever be forgiven for what they did. Kalani had the audacity to insult and belittle everyone, especially the main three, over how things were playing out in the tower. He even compared them to the place he came from, and if I remember correctly, they were all dead, and the tower guys had much the exact same thing happen to them, and they all survived the encounter with only one death. Wow. They were much less fortified. I know. They were much less fortified than the place Kalani came from and still came out smelling like a rose. The only, only reason they fell and most were killed was because of Kalani and Bill. Screw them both. It's just a shame they weren't turned and the tower residents didn't get to kill them first and fill them full of holes. They killed almost 30 people. This guy should, should hey, probably take hey. some anger management courses. <laughs> Honestly, I, I really... I'm not clear on what... I really wish he would just tell me what he's thinking. Because I just can't work my way through all the the convolution in that very unbelievably direct message. No, I definitely get... He he is... I'm glad. No, 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 no punches pulled. I hate Kalani, he's a dick. <laughs> um, there was a thread that... Uh, I can't remember who started it. Uh, about whether or not Kalani gets a pass for what he did. Obviously, this guy thinks he doesn't get one. I th- and and I'm not to the degree, but I think that he doesn't get a pass because he still has to be responsible despite his motivations. He has to be responsible for what he did. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, he's responsible for the death of uh, Tommy and of Bill 
and of whatever. Latch. Yeah, I I can <laughs> is, I, I don't say so much latch because that's that has a lot more to do with pegs and they were they were well, coming they, they were, were coming ever... in anyway so. But if you didn't rent them out, ultimately no cause, no because they were going to come regardless. Uh, at that but point they and have known where they were, he could. I'm just saying. I'm just all right. Saying, fine, like, let's put latches uh, latches blood on his hands too, and then the other the the <laughs> nameless red shirt. That's four people he's definitely responsible for. Um, by his actions. To me, I, I think pass is the wrong word. Like, he just, you know, gets off scot-free. To me, it's it's a little more complex than that. I, As a listener, I forgive him. Uh, as a cast member, as a cast member, I, I wouldn't treat him that way. I wouldn't just forgive him. Uh, you know, that's two different perspectives. But but as yeah. a listener to the show, I'm, I'm like, you know what? He was a good guy caught in a bad situation. Oh, absolutely. But well, all I'm saying is that I don't feel like... Myself as a listener, I understand what he did. I can't give him the the pass on why he did it because you just can't. Because, and I understand you do everything for family and you do anything for your for for your spawn. for your spawn. Sorry, <laughs> um, you do anything for the the spawn of your loins, but. <laughs> I just had to add something into it to make it even more gross for him. It is, um, it is more gross. But, you know, you do anything for your family, you do anything to make sure they're safe. But even still, there there are consequences, and the consequence for me, and I'm actually going to be very interested to see how it moves forward with the Tower people knowing what he's done. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we haven't like, really gotten the, their like, reactions to it. That's a good point. Right, the reaction we got was, oh, fuck, it stopped. Yeah, we want more. And then, we, and then, and then the episode yeah. was over. The shock factor maybe hasn't like. Started. Yeah, maybe. You know, um, it's. I'm, I'm going to be very interested because that's also going to help color. Because some some of the reactions right now are just sort of scattered all over the place. I feel like once we get to the next episode and we start getting the characters interacting and talking about it, it's going to sharpen the focus on. Because you know we're going to be informed by what the characters are thinking. It's yeah. really going to start to sharpen the focus on how everyone response to Kalani moving forward and especially going to be what Michael says because Michael's the one that even though he admitted that Bill was probably responsible for the thieving he was there with us to the end you know he was down there with a gun in his hand to help us so you know and that helped inform our decision and lighten the blow now that we know that Bill actually is the thief you know there's been no like real hostile reaction like that guy with the tirade about Kalani about Bill being the thief. It's like, yeah, Bill was the thief. We knew it, but Michael forgave him, so we as the audience forgive him too. I'm I'm really curious to see how they resolve this. Hello. Um, because I know the, the, the part where it just stops mid-sentence. Um, from from CJ's perspective, she has nothing... Hello. Man, gee whiz, I'm turning this thing. She has nothing more to add to the to the story. And... From the notebook, there's nothing more to add this to the story. Unless, I mean, he wrote in lemon juice or something. Um, <laughs> Invisible but, ink. But I, I don't, I don't see how we, unless he addresses Kalani, addresses the listeners directly, and the cast members don't know what happened for him to stop writing like mid sentence. I don't, I don't understand how we can possibly figure that out. Do you know what I'm I saying? I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any way unless. I don't think I want to find out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's I'm really better off just not knowing. Here's a question for you guys: What did you think the "I'm" was leading to? I'm sorry. I'm not Pregnant. sorry. I'm 
<laughs> I'm pregnant. That's why I'm so fat and haven't been able to move. Um, uh, you know, I'm kind of wondering if it would go along the lines of, I'm sorry for what I did, but I don't regret doing what I did. I feel like that's probably close to what it was going to be was because he showed in his writing, he showed very little remorse. And this is obviously very far removed from the fact because he's doing it after the assassination of Pippin. So he has a lot of and like he admits, I know I'm going to I know this is going to catch up to me soon because I've been way too lucky for way too long. So I really feel like it was probably what you were saying. I'm sorry, but I'm not. And I'm sorry I put you through this. I'm sorry I caused Tommy's death. I'm sorry Bill died because of me. I'm sorry that all this has happened, all the things that have happened because of me. But I'm not sorry that I had to do it. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Pretty much, I'm sure that's. I still think he's just going to say, "I'm I'm sorry that I'm pregnant and that I stole all your Twinkies." (laughs) So. (laughs) Yes. And I wish I got to those Cheetos first. Those Twinkies sound really good, but my oh, don't do it! Don't 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 no. do it! Oh, it make a nice little alchemy mixture oh, in my no. stomach. Do we'll not. see what comes out. Do not want. <laughs> yeah, you you always talk about your mind being exploded all over your keyboard. That'd be something else, dude. That'd be something else exploding all over my chair. Is what that would be. <laughs> That'd be edited out for the listeners. I'm a very no. Oh come the on! The listeners do not okay. want to hear that. I'm a very vulgar person. People know this by now. Okay. So what's coming next? We have a few theories from the forum. Cabbage Patch says, How about a storyline where Hope knows something critical relating to Ground Zero from her time at the other it's about tower? about time she does something this useful. Semin- <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> this is stemming from the um, the artwork. If you look at, for Chapter 8, Last Night Breath, there's a picture of a dude in a mask. It looks like an oxygen tank. It looks like Saul, I think. I don't know why I'm just saying that. <laughs> what? No, for some reason, I look at him like, that's Saul. Whatevs. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. The only thing that uh, keys me into it being Saul is that that looks a lot like the the machine gun that's in the picture looks a lot like a saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you look on the forum uh, on the forum wiki right. uh, for the saw, it looks almost identical to it. Yeah. Um. So that's where that came from. So people are now speculating that the next episodes are going to take Saul and Victor to Ground Zero and maybe CJ and a bunch of other happy people. Okay. So Cabbage Patch says again, how about a storyline where Hope knows something. Critical relating to Ground Zero from her time at the other tower. Maybe she remembers an artifact that the other tower convoy brought back from Ground Zero that the government really wants to get its hands on. Or maybe Duncan really was an important scientist in its hope description that makes Riley realize that Duncan is Skittles. We need something plot related to justify Hope's continuing survival. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of the logical uh, progression now is to kind of get some more of that big picture story. Yeah. Um, I agree. Like, I don't know. I hope it's still a thing that's happening. I'm sure there's some <laughs> master plan for her. I mean, also, I mean, come on. She's in like the helicopter. Somebody help me! What's going on? That's terrible. Oh, come on! That was funny. That was one of the funniest lines of that episode. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was. But it, okay, I guess for humor, maybe, maybe Casey's a sick sense of humor. Blind just girl humor. Blind girl around just for humor's sake. All right, adventureless hero. I wonder how the gang is going to react to the fact that Kalani killed Pippin, or more importantly, that Michael locked up an innocent man, Lewis, who ended up dying because of it. Also, does anyone think we could see Datsu and possibly Pegs arguing that they need to go back and rescue Hannah? Then Riley and Tanya will jump on board and say they need to check for Saul and Angel. That would leave Michael outvoted. Perhaps once convinced, he would talk with the Fort Irwin commander and provide some other reason they need to head back to L.A. It's a pretty thin idea, but it could happen. 
Yeah, what do you guys think of a like a um, rescue Hannah? Story? I don't know about rescue Hannah because they're probably going to piece together like Dot because Datu knows what Samantha looked like, obviously. Mm-hmm. So if did we was the red hair or the the description of Samantha in his journal or was that in was well, that, that had of been Samantha? in journal. Because um, I remember when Klein ran into her at the other tower, he was like, you have hair just like my wife's. And it was at that moment I expected him to say something about red hair. Okay, there, that's what it was. Yeah, uh, since but- since Datu knows what Samantha looks like and you have hair just like my wife, it was red hair. Oh, dude, girl in the golf course had red hair. The pieces are there for them to be able to put it together. So they will probably think the same thing that, oh, Hannah's dead. Yeah. So I, I don't think the, Hannah, the, the, the pieces are there for the Hannah rescue mission to not come to fruition. There is a, got to be a reason for them to go back to L.A. I don't know what it is really right now because they all think everyone that they know is dead, so there's no point right. in going back. Um, so they have to find some impetus to get back to L.A. I just don't know how it's going to happen right now. And it may be that uh, the Fort Irwin people want to go there for some reason, which I doubt, but, you know. Or maybe Saul and Victor will go to, and they know they're probably heading to uh, Fort Irwin. To, to me, to, the reason to go back would. to L.A. is because oh. that's where Ground Zero was. That's. I mean, maybe the Fort Irwin guys are are interested in finding out what happened there. Uh, And as for finding Hannah alive, I wouldn't be surprised if they did the Lizzie rescue mission and they're like, who's this redhead girl? Oh, no, I I, I completely agree with that, that we may find Hannah alive and that Kalani did what he did for no reason. Um, Yeah, that could be an epic setup by, like, Scratch. I could see that happening. Hair dye for the win. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God. And you know the 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 Fort Irwin people wanting to find more about Ground Zero makes sense too because it sounds like they don't have because you know what it, what was one of the first things that Puck said is shut it down because you're going to waste gas. Well, if they don't have gas, even though they have all these helicopters tied down, where are they going right. to go with it? Now they have a helicopter and get somewhere. Now they can get back to LA. Mm. So maybe that is the reason. And they send Michael and part of the crew back as part of the head of the mission. Or they will find Skittles and he will join them and it will be happy times. Happy time. Happy times. Okay, guys. Skunkin. I am fading quickly, so I'm just going to run through some of these so we can, like, wrap Sweet this bra. up. Sweet bra. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have a question from Cabbage Patch. No. There, he or she is inquiring about when Kalani had time to go back to the tower to hide the diary. Um, you know, it's probably one of those things that we didn't hear about, but it could have happened when... Um, he dropped off Angel. Maybe he like ran into Bill's apartment or some shit. And the thought I had about it was he may have played the exact same timing game mm-hmm. that he that he did later that he did earlier with Datu and Michael. Yeah, is that uh, oh Riley's just coming down right now. Kalani could have followed her down the stairs, dropped it off, and gone right back up. Right. And played the exact same game of I've been here the whole time. I just sent her downstairs. <laughs> Go Kalani. And pl- and, and playing like with bastard. and playing with the. People's general idea that time, you know, the relativity of time. Right. That sort of thing. Good, Kalani. All right. Cupcake Zombie says, One interesting point was that one of Scratch's first questions was about whether or not there were any cops in the tower, and she was quite forceful about it. Does that mean that CJ's tower were cops rather than prison guards? I think those could be synonymous, but yeah. uh, That's what I read into it. Yeah, cops, prison guards. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, yeah, I, 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 I doubt you would ask if there were prison guards. You know, if someone would ask me if there were cops around and I knew there was a prison guard around, probably say I yes. probably wouldn't be splitting that yeah. hair. I'd probably say, yeah, there there's a member of law enforcement here. 
Maybe she's just ignorant. Well, she's totally <laughs> ignorant. That's just ignorant. Yeah, do you want to hear my opinion on that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no beef. <Sure. laughs> Mr. AK47 has a prediction. In the next couple of episodes of We're Alive, Michael's group will learn about the condition and of the rest of the U.S. or maybe just the western part. Saul's group will learn more clues about where the Maulers are, but will not go as they do not have the manpower to rescue Lizzie. Um, I am Paul, so it's not a We're Alive question. Okay, so this is something that we can talk about, but it is relevant to Casey and Blair. Has anyone heard of the Drive Home podcast? I was looking through the new and what's hot podcast on Zoom. It is Claire and... Claire. It is Casey and Blair reviewing movies they just saw. I figure the best way to get others to listen to this podcast. Yeah, did, so... Did you, did you just call them Claire? I did, and I think that's a really cute couple name. I'm going to start calling them that now. It's kind of like... <laughs> I don't know what... Brad, Brad Julina or whatever Cla- the fuck. Claire Byland? No. Dude. <laughs> that's what they need to name their child. Um, <laughs> if they ever decide to create sponsor oh. IDs. Alright. He also has a... He said, here's a wild theory. As Kalani was crashing the, the chopper, he jumped out at the last second and tackled and shanked him all <laughs> <laughs> now he is on the run seeking revenge for his daughter taken to Kalani's alive that's pretty feasible alive right, guys? and also yeah. Rambo um, that's like a Call of Duty thing that like only Activision would think of yeah um, there's a thing called the law of physics and no. that bodies in motion remain in motion and they do it at the same speed at which they were already going no, dude, you just so, I used direction. to do it when I was younger <laughs> Yeah, when I was younger, I used to think, oh, God, this, my plane ever crashes. I'll just jump in the air right before yeah. I crash, and I'll totally survive. Totally. Yes, yeah, I, I did the same thing when I saw, like, a Pink Panther cartoon. I was like, that's the most brilliant idea ever. And then I read a Spider-Man comic book where he broke his girlfriend's neck. And I was like, oh, oh that's a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do not do that, kids. Don't do it. Yeah, don't break your girlfriend's neck. It's really not appreciated <laughs> yeah. by them or anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not good. Okay, Evie Bay says, How about the episode art? If you blow up the image on the faceplate of the helmet, you can see what looks like an electric tower, something large and black and that looks like a helicopter, and what might be two figures, friends or zombies. Whoever it is, I'd guess Saul, hey, yeah, has what looks like oxygen tanks on his back, a face mask, and a big old gun. If someone is gonna gro- going to go to ground zero, it's way sooner than I expected. One, is it electrical tower? There's two figures. Three is a helicopter, maybe. A is tower, B or figure, C is helicopter. I don't understand what that means. That's uh, the image that she posted with that post is there's stuff that she drew around. So if you go to zombiepodcast.com slash forum, I think that's in the We're Not Dead Yeah, because I have the um, path of the picture. I shouldn't paste the picture. So, yeah, um, there's that. And, okay, so that's a lot of the main theories I got. I mean, some of it was just kind of like rehashing the same stuff, but there's a lot more regarding Kalani and the rat and a bunch of other stuff where it's going. So if you're more, if you're interested in more of those theories, you can head to zombiepodcast.com slash forum and click on the current episode. And there will be tons of things for you to look and gawk at and read. And, and please insult me. I enjoy it. And yeah, bees loves being insulted. You massacred. <laughs> And with that, it's, you know, kind of like weak exit out, but I got to get going. I'm like about to pass out. <laughs> so if you guys have, <laughs> oh no, I'm in so much pain right now. <laughs> My stomach's like about to explode and not necessarily. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, let's go, let's go. No, I'm just saying it feels like it's about to like explode because it's so yes, cool. Yes, yes. So I need to lay down and digest. So you're the double dragon. Oh god, it hurts so bad. So if you guys have any last things you want to say, please, I will not. No, stop you. I have nothing to yeah, say. Yeah, at this point, I actually want to talk about something for like fifteen minutes, just so you have to stay on the line. <laughs> oh, I would hang up on you so hard. 
<laughs> All right, guys. So thank you, Nick, for the recap. Bees, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you, listeners, for listening. As always, you can send us shit at the We're Not Dead forum, zombiepodcast.com slash forum. We're Not Dead. Or you can send us email to We're Not Dead podcast at gmail.com. We're Not Dead at zombiepodcast.com. Yeah, we have like 500 email addresses. Just don't send us like penis enlargement ads. Do. Thanks. Yeah, no, no. Okay, so for Nick, for Bees, and for Woo-hoo. I, thank you for listening, and we're out. Bye-bye. <laughs>